Let's give it up for Caitlin. New man on the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, wait, I'm gonna be a lady. Can a nice, strong gentleman come put this down there for me? Thanks. Oh, snap. You got it. Okay, thanks. Most of the time I would just do it for myself, but you know, I'm working on being more gentle. Cause we all know it's one of the fruit of the spirits I'm great at. Um, <laughs> My roommate is hecka laughing right now. Um, okay. So, first of all, I just want to say at my um, last church that I was at, I had a really cool opportunity to go around. We would travel to tons of different churches. Oh, my mom is here. Hi, I love you. That's my mom. Um, and we had such an amazing opportunity to see tons of different churches. We saw tons of different youth groups. Tons of different stuff like that. And I just have to say that what God is doing here in Covington, Washington is really amazing. And I feel beyond blessed and honored and so, like, just amazed that God had chose me to be a small part of what he is doing here. And I'm just blown away by Taylor and Noel and the ministry that they have built up here. Youth ministry is not easy, okay? I'm just going to let you know right now. If you think it's easy, LOL, you're funny. Because youth ministry is freaking hard, okay? You have to be on call 24-7. Someone calls you at 2 a.m. Hey, I'm like a little drunk. Can you come pick me up? And you have to be like, yes, I'll come pick you up. No problem. And then when you get there, you have to reassure them 5,000 times that it's okay. And you still love them and Jesus still loves them. Which is true. But you're just like, dang, could you not do this for a 10th time? Okay? Okay. 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 Okay, good. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So, now that we got the vibe for the night, okay, we're just going to talk. And I'm going to tell you guys about me. I'm going to tell you guys about how Jesus literally saved my life. And I'm going to tell you about how his literal love set me on fire for him. And I will never be the same. And there's something about the power of the love of God when it changes your life. Okay, so whew, over here, this is the fire. This is the love of God, okay? And over here is the darkness. I'm sorry, ladies. Jesus loves you, and you're all beautiful, and you are all light. But tonight, this side is going to represent the darkness, okay? Okay, good talk. So this is my question for you tonight. Here's my title. Oh, there we go. Fan the flame, summer 19, okay? We're fanning that flame. The flame is, the flame for me really represents me falling in love with God and knowing what the all-consuming fire of God and the love of God can do for my life. And in return of that, I promise you guys, once you touch that flame and you feel his love for you, you're going to feel that love for him right back. Because when you go all in for God, and once you have that fire, there's really nothing in your life. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've gone through. I don't care what kind of parties you've been at, bro. You've been at the littest party, okay? It was lit. I was fanning that flame. It wasn't for Jesus, though. I was fanning that flame at that party last week. I don't care, okay? 
guys, you guys are missing out on something because the world is, the world is so deceitful and it will hook you and it will get you, okay? But I need you guys to hear something. If you hear one thing tonight, I need you guys to know that the love of God is an all-consuming fire. And if you give it the chance, it will fill you like nothing in this world ever has. Nothing will ever be able to fill you. Nothing will ever be able to give you peace. Nothing will ever be able to give you rest. And if you're not, if you're not a crazy, if you didn't have a crazy past, okay? I'm a good church kid. Jeez, okay? What about me? You know what? The fire of God is a cure for your anxiety. The fire of God is the cure for your fear. The fire of God is the cure for, will I ever be good enough? Do I always have to perform? Like, do I have to sign up for UD Summer Interns to, like, be good enough? Like, is God still going to love me? Yes, he's still going to love you. Yeah, he still loves you. And he's going to love you the same. He's going to love you the same if you never came to this church, you never picked up another piece of garbage off this floor. That was really fast. Let me say it one more time. Slower. He'll love you the same. If you never set foot through any of those doors, if you never pick up another piece of garbage off this floor, if you decide, no, I, I, don't, think, I don't think a life of fulfillment, I don't really want to be filled. I don't want to have peace. I don't want to have rest for my soul. I'd rather just go do the same thing over and over again. I'd rather just go sleep with my boyfriend who literally cheats on me every single weekend and be empty every single weekend I'm sorry, but this is real. Are we being real tonight? Thank you. And repeat this cycle, then have the all-consuming rest, the fuel, the fire, the love to be restored, to know what it's like to be cherished for who you are, not what you can give somebody, not how you look on Instagram, not any of that stuff. Be cherished for who you are, for your heart, for, for like, you know, the inside like, oh, he said I had a good personality. You know, that's good. I'm glad he said he has a good personality. Does he love Jesus? Does he treat you right? Did he touch your hand? No, just kidding. <laughs> but for real, did he? <laughs> um, okay, but back to the point. God will love you the same. Even if you choose to do that, even if you choose to not ever come back to church and you choose that lifestyle, guess what? God's going to pursue you. His love is going to knock on your door because that's who he is. Because he's good and he loves you regardless of what we do in return for him. He loves you regardless of what we do for him. And that's why he died. Okay, now I'm going to get into this, okay? Okay. Okay, now we're going to talk about things that hinder your flame. First thing is sin. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how I kind of like fell into all of this like sin in my life. Um, I went to church all the time, you know, I was a good church kid, and, <laughs> and, um, my parents, like, we just had a really dysfunctional family, so my dad was, like, super abusive, and I would go to church, and I'd be like, Jesus loves you, he has these plans for you, and I was like, yeah, Jesus loves me, but my dad hits me, and my life sucks, so if he loves me, he has this plan, then why does my life suck so bad? Like, honestly, I know some of you guys have asked that, you're, like, asked God those questions, like, Why? And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to tell you guys something tonight. If you guys have a question for God, you don't have to be ashamed to ask why. Don't be ashamed to ask why. Don't be ashamed to deal with the things and really, like, press into him. Ask him why. 
Like, why, God? And he's going to tell you. But you have to have the faith and the strength to get that into the light or that darkness is going to build. And there's going to be a space and a separation in between you and God. So there's the fire. And as I, as I continue to ask why and as I'm sinning, I'm walking away from God. Okay? So I'm choosing. At this point in my life, I'm choosing. I'm taking the step. And I'm saying, you know what? You weren't there for me. I'm done with you. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to start smoking weed. Yep, another step, okay? Then, yeah, I think, I think you know, I still want to be like a good church kid. I don't really want to let anyone know. So I'm going to smoke weed all the time, and then I'm still going to come to church on Wednesday, and I'm going to praise God. I'm going to be so hyped because I'm high. I'm a little place. Yeah. Maybe a little tipsy. Maybe I want to have some vodka before church. Maybe after. Maybe during worship. Yeah, you guys laugh, but that's real. You guys laugh, but that's real. Naharika's laughing because she probably couldn't imagine ever doing that in her life. But, <laughs> but what she can, what, what Naharika can relate with is coming to church and feeling like she wasn't good enough. Like she had to perform to be somebody. Like she had to pick up all the garbage off of all these rows to be loved. That's a lie too. That's the same thing. And when you believe that lie, you're still taking another step. You're still taking another step. And you're creating space between you and the all-consuming fire that wants to change your life, and then you're asking, where are you at? Why? When I was younger, and my parents did some things that were out of my control, that wasn't in my control. But then when I knowingly started to sin, I took a step away from God. I did that. I did that. Nobody made me do that. And at this point, this is what I want to talk about. Guilt, shame, we know those words. Those are heavy words. Those are painful words. Those are words that will keep you from your destiny. Those are words that will keep you partying. Those are words that will make you take another sip of vodka rather than tell somebody. Perfection, anxiety, fear, shame. Why am I doing this? I, I love God. I've literally never done anything. I've literally never done anything crazy. Like, I've never been to a party, nothing. But somehow I feel this emptiness inside of me, like I'm just not good enough. I'm not, I, I'm nervous, like I'm not bold, like how can I step out of my faith? I have this fear, like I want to talk to so-and-so on my math table, room 2OC, you know, the one where I like get hyped to talk about God every day, and I get there, and I just can't get it out. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed, it's okay. We've all been there. We've all been scared to talk to our math partner, something like that, you know. It's okay, but that guilt and that shame is another thing that's going to separate you, and I want to talk about something that's really important tonight, because the enemy will twist your conviction. Who knows what conviction is? Do you know what conviction is? Conviction is a healthy fear of God. Conviction is the fear of God that is meant to pull you closer to him, okay? Conviction is that bad feeling you get when you know you're not supposed to do something, but you want to do it anyways, and then you do do it anyways, and then you feel really, really, really bad, that's good. That is so good. That's good. Like, get excited. Next time you feel convinced, you need to be like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, because I still fear God, and I still know that's him talking to me, and he's still chasing me. It doesn't matter how far you are away from God. He's knocking on your door, but this is the thing. The enemy will twist that conviction, and he will turn it right into condemnation. And he will say, you're never going to change. 
You've sinned too many times. Oh, that was one too many parties. You're done. God's done with you. He doesn't love you anymore. You walked right past that piece of trash on your way out of the, out of the church. I saw that. Going to hell. <laughs> on the double. It's funny now, but it's not funny when you're there. It sucks when you're there. That's a dark place. That is a dark place. I asked some of our youth leaders some of the things they struggle with, and I want to share this with you guys because I think sometimes it's so easy to think, look at somebody else's life and you think, oh, yeah, she's had it together, man. She's loved Jesus. She ain't got no problems. She probably reads her Bible in the morning, in the evening, and before bed. And she listens to those podcasts, man. You see what she reposts on Instagram all the time? Always talk about Jesus. She always has those podcasts going. Okay, but listen, everybody has a struggle because truth hurts, like Lizzo says, okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but truth does hurt sometimes. Okay. Anyways, back to, the, back to what I was talking about. These are um, some of the things that people have struggled with. We have depression, self-harm, anorexia, struggled with needing affirmation from others, depression, never having a boyfriend, lust, pornography addiction, my identity. Those are some heavy things. You guys better believe that those have shame attached to them. You guys are doing those type of things. You're exposing yourself to that stuff. Yeah, that's shameful. We also have some people who, who resonated with suicide, depression. I know that those are things that you guys can relate to in this crowd. And I wanted you guys to know that tonight because we, we did not get born arrived. It's not how it works. You don't get born in the fiery furnace. You don't come out saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I'm one second old and I love God. I want to do everything right. Woohoo! You want to know you come out saying, no. No. I don't want to. No. And the thing about it is, is that God, all of the things that God puts on us, he doesn't put them on us because he's a fun sucker. Okay? He's not trying to suck the fun out of your life. Hate to tell you. Taylor's not trying to suck the fun out of Hayden's life when he tells her, don't run across the street, Hayden. Maybe let's not sprint to the park because there could be a car coming to smash you because the enemy who roars around you, like 2 Peter says, like a roaring lion is trying to destroy your life. And he whispers in your ear 24-7 all the time. It's messed up. I don't like him either. And that's why we have to start seeing things for what it truly is like. We have to start seeing these things for what it's truly like. Shame, guilt, condemnation, that sucks. We do not want that here. It's Roman 3. I can't even read my own writing. I think it's a 3. Yeah, it's a 3. I think it's a 3. Oh, it's a 3, y'all. Romans 3, 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay, this is hilarious. I just got to share this. I was praying with one of the students a few weeks ago, and she's praying at me. And, like, you know, sometimes you just get these intuitions. I was like, this girl, she just needs a dad hug. She just needs a father in life. She doesn't really have a dad. Really unfortunate situation. It breaks my heart. A lot of you guys don't have strong fathers and mothers in your home, and you wonder why things attack you. It's because you don't have the right male figure to protect you. But guess what? When you choose to dive into God, he's going to be that for you. Okay? Um, but anyways, sometimes you're still in the middle stage, you know, you're about like right here, shame, guilt, condemnation, you've been doing a little something, something on the side, trying to be perfect all the time, okay? And you just need a little help. So I told her, I said, hey, let's go, let's go talk to Taylor. Her eyes just like about popped out of her head and she said, 
no, 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 no. He's going to know everything. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? I'm just going to go say hi, like, you know, maybe like, hello. And she's like, she's like he's going to know it all, Caitlin. I can't even talk to him. And I'm like, girl, you need to calm down. Nobody's going to know anything about you. Like, enough, nobody's going to know every single thing about you just from wanting me to say hi. And I go up to him, and I was like, hey, she really needs, like, a dad hug. Can you, you know, can you hook her up? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he goes up to her, and she's like, she's like, she's like shaking. She's like, she's like, when's the last? And she goes, well, when do you think the last time he sinned was? And I said, probably today. Probably today. And she goes, no. I say, yeah, girl, today. So I walked right up to her. She just looked like she was, she, she really wanted to punch me in the throat, which I kind of understand. And I said, hey, Taylor, when's the last time you sinned? And he said, oh, like about an hour ago. And I said, okay, cool. Good talk, bro. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay? This is the thing. Do you guys think when God talked to the prostitute at the well, he said, oh, you didn't pick up the piece of garbage. You did this. You did that. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He loves you. And he is going to chase you. And he is going to fight for you. And he is going to pursue you until the day that you say, you know what? I have nothing left. So I might as well touch the fire. I might as well touch the fire. Touch the fire. Please be my guest. Like, touch it. Okay? Okay. Good talk. Um, but the thing, the thing of it is, that's condemnation talking to you. Oh, you have depression? No one else in the entire world has ever done, been depressed. Does that even make sense? There's an entire mental health community that deals with depression. But yet somehow we believe that we are the only ones that have ever been depressed in the entire world. And we believe that it's so bad that we have to take our own life before we can touch the fire. Before we can have a little faith, before we can say a prayer, God, where are you at? Why? Why did my dad have to leave? Why did my dad have to sleep with a prostitute? Why? Please tell me why. Why? Why did he have to do these things? Why does lust have to have such a big hold on his life? Why? When all I ever wanted was to be married a virgin, to give myself to somebody on my wedding night. Why did somebody else have to steal that from me? Why? 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 Those are the time, friends, when you step out in faith and God's going to touch you. Because when we step out in faith and we ask God why, he's never not going to answer us. He's not going to. If Hayden walks up to Taylor and he's like, she's like, even if, okay, say, let's say, she just ran across the street, right, and almost got hit by a car. Taylor's freaking out. She's going to run up to him. Daddy, Daddy, do you love me? What do you think he's going to say? No, you just ran across the street. How dare you be three years old? You're not supposed to be human. You're not supposed to sin. No. He's going to be like, I love you. I love you. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Guys, that is the gospel. That is why God died for us. God didn't die for us because he's waiting in heaven and he's going to smack you with the two by four because you all sinned. Guess what? We all sinned. Okay? We all sinned. Okay, now that we made that clear, let's move on to the next part. Um, I'm going to skip that because we're kind of running low on time. I'm going to talk about darkness. Have you ever been 
in a really dark place, okay? Maybe a dark room. I appreciate those hands. I appreciate that honesty because we're being real tonight. Okay, if you, if you feel like you want to be real tonight, have you guys ever been in a dark place? A really dark place. A place that you guys were scared if you would ever make it out or not, okay? We've all been there. Everyone in this room, I'm pretty sure, I wasn't really looking, but I'm pretty sure 90% of the hands in this room were up, okay? Because this is real life. Darkness is, darkness is trying to destroy us 24-7. And we have the option of what we're going to do. We have the option, are we going to give in week after week after week and wonder why you come to youth group? You don't even want to be in worship. Or if you are in worship, you're holding on to your girlfriend. Yeah, I said it. All y'all on that side, okay? Y'all be hugging. Jackson's so into his girlfriend right now, he just missed what I said. Come on, bro. Where you at, G? I hate to say it, but y'all are so into your boyfriends and your girlfriends up here during worship. My number one pet peeve is the prayer time, okay? We got some girl up here. She's probably eighth grade. She's really trying to hear from Jesus. All of a sudden, some boy, yeah, I said it, boy, male, comes up, starts whispering in her ear. Yeah, Jesus is going to be there for you. What do you think that does to her? Do you think she's thinking about Jesus no more? Let me help you. No, she's not. She think about that freshman, sophomore, senior in high school, and she's not thinking about Jesus no more. So if y'all really want to do your friends a favor, stay in the back and pray for them, okay? In the back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, AJ. Now, I hope you don't do it no more. Okay, okay. Ooh. I love you. I love you. I love you so much that I'm willing to call you out because I know that you're meant to be a leader. Are you listening to me? Okay. Because I know that you're meant to be a leader, you are going to graduate high school on time. You will. And you're going to go farther than anyone in your family. Because there are some things in your generation that are going to stop with you. And they're going to stop because they're going to start to lean into the fire. Okay? Good talk. Okay. 1 John 1, 5, 9. Oh, okay. One at a time. This is the message that we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is the light and there is no darkness in him at all. We are lying if we say that we fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Forgive our sins, whoops. Forgive our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Okay? That's good. That's a good message because you know what that means? That means that everything that you've done on this side of your life, everything that's happened in the dark to you, whether it's been done to you or you chose it, you willingly stepped away from God, you have that guilt and that shame now in your heart, that means that it can be washed away with the simple prayer. You guys want to know what Jesus says about you? Ask him. A few weeks ago, I was praying with Leilani. Is it okay if I share this? 
Okay, thanks. And <laughs> not to put you on the spot, but I kind of just did. But I figured you'd be fine. And she said, I feel like I have to be perfect all the time. And I'm so sick of it. Like, and I was like, girl, no one is perfect. Breathe. Like, literally, no one is perfect other than Jesus. He was the only one. And we were talking and this and that. And I said, have you asked God recently what he thinks about you? She said, no, I haven't. And I said, why don't you ask him? And you know what he said to her? He said, Leilani, I love you and I'm proud of you. You're right where you're supposed to be and you're doing, whoa, excuse me. You're doing what you need to do with, I'm like choking. Do you have some water? Okay, coffee will work. Sorry, better than choking for the rest of the sermon. Um, which needs to be over in four minutes. Um, is, is exactly where you're supposed to be and you're doing what I have for you to do. That's good. We get so afraid that God's just waiting to be like, watcha, you stink. Watcha, you didn't read your devos yesterday. I saw you skip those 6 a.m. devos because you needed sleep. Yeah, not going to work. No, he's like, sleep in, pray to me later. Say, hey, what's up during your day? That type of stuff. Okay, now I'm going to quickly go on to the next point. Um, let's do James 5.13, please. Now, I'm quickly going to talk about things that are going to remove you from the darkness and bring you into the light, okay? First, first and foremost, the biggest thing is in that last scripture verse, and I kind of got sidetracked. This is the biggest thing. When you have darkness, if we turned off all the lights in here, there wouldn't be any light. But if we turn the lights on, that was really funny. I'm sorry. That was kind of dumb. If we turn the lights on, the lights are going to shine and the darkness has to flee because there's light in the building, okay? So the biggest thing is getting everything that you have in your head. Some of it's just in your head. Some of it's literally not even true. Like it's literally not true. But we believe it so much that we are so scared. We have so much shame and so much guilt and so much condemnation, not conviction, condemnation for something that we didn't even do that we are so scared to even take one little step towards the holy God. But the truth is you got to get those things in the light because once you say, oh, I'm not serving enough on the worship team and like I just don't feel perfect enough and like, you know, I went to that party on Saturday. It's my last straw, Katie. God told me he's done with me. It's done. My mom, she smacked me because I was acting stupid. It's done. It's done. It's, it's too far. Even my mom was mad at me. Guess what? There is nothing. There is nothing that you can do that is too far from the reach and touch of God. Because his love is everywhere. His love is like the light. The light already won. Okay? He already beat death on the cross. The light is already going to shine, but you have to be the one to expose the darkness in your life and bring it into the light and watch the freedom start to happen. Okay, I'm going to finish this very quickly. Um, thank you for sticking with me. Oh, thank you. Next thing I want to talk about is the verse that's on the screen. Okay. Is there any among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is there, any cheer, is there anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. 
this is the thing. I, I've heard so many kids say, like, I don't, you want me to pray? How do I pray? Talk to Jesus. Talk to him. Talk, oh, Jaden says, for real. Okay, girl. For real is right. Talk to Jesus. Talk to him. You're, you've had a rough day? Tell him you had a rough day. You're wondering why? Tell him why. You've had a struggle? You're, it's a reoccurring struggle. It's not something that you've been trying to get over it, but you've slipped up? Don't keep it in the darkness. Talk to him. Run to the light. Tell him what you did. Don't let his conviction turn into condemnation and push you further and further away from him. Talk to him. Get it in the light. God has done something good for you. Praise him. You don't got to be ashamed. Thank you, Jesus. You got an A on your math test. Thank you, Jesus. You had cinnamon cr cr toast crunch. Well, can't even say it, right? And you like that cereal. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not playing with you. Your outfit looks good today. Thank you, Jesus. My left eyebrow kind of matches my right. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Um, worship. Worship. You guys don't know why you lift your hands? Figure it out. You guys don't know why when you're, when you're going through a hard time and sometimes you just have to give a shout of praise to the Lord? Figure it out. Because guess what? Jake. Is it Jacob? I walked around Jericho. I don't know. Someone, I can't remember the name right now. Joshua, thank you. Joshua walked around Jericho, and at the end, he gave a shout of praise. You know what that building did? Came crashing to the ground. So give the Lord a shout of praise in your life, okay? Okay, I'm going to really finish this time for real. One minute? Okay, got it. This is what I want you guys to know. If you guys leave anything tonight, knowing living, no, leave knowing anything tonight, I want you guys to know that the love of God is far better than living in darkness. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've been doing. I don't care if you're a church girl and all you struggle with is anxiety. I don't care if you go out all the time. I don't care if you're high right now. I don't care if you're drunk right now. I don't care because God still loves you. And even if you leave this church and you decide you're never coming back, guess what? God still loves you and he'll still be pursuing you. So when you hit rock bottom, you pray to him wherever you're at, okay? Give him a shout out. If you don't know what else to say, say, you know what, God, Caitlin told me when I hit rock bottom, I'm going to pray to you. So here I am praying to you. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Cry out to God. Reach out in faith and be expectant for him to do something in your life because he will. He's not going to leave you. He doesn't want you to live in shame. He wants you to be filled. He wants you to live your best life. He wants you to fan that flame in summer, 2019. Flame the flame for Jesus, okay? So, are we out of time? Okay. That's what I want you guys to know. And I think Taylor's going to come, and he's going to pray us out. That's it. Come on. Can we give it up for Caitlin? I love you. That was amazing.